mine now. You belong to me. Today we are going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. This week our theme is coming-of-age movies and we're going to be talking about Baby Teeth and The Kings of Summer. You're going to be talking about Avalanche Sharks in Stitch Up. Because you lost <laughs> you lost a pole. It's like three, four in a row or something oh, silly. Story of my fucking um, life at the moment. I'm lost. Where were we? I've lost my rhythm. And then we go. And then we begin by talking about, you know, anything goes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but before all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the rhythm. It's like you have to go da 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 and then I'm back in it. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. that hasn't happened to me in a while. <laughs> I that used to happen all the time. It used to. Anything, anything goes. What have you been up to, mate? We're recording on a Saturday night. Or uh, a Sunday morning for Thursdays. me. Yeah. It's a Sunday morning for you, yeah. Um, it's usually a Thursday morning for me. Mm. But because I'm working now, I can't record on times when people are at work. So we're recording on a Saturday night. Uh, which means that I'm drunk, which means, which is the reason that it's just taken 17 years to do that intro, and I'm not sure how much of that I'm going to leave in. <laughs> we'll see. see we have we'll had, had a couple of um, babies. But, but I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've uh, been working really hard, and I'm really tired, but I've got a couple of weeks off now because I'm going to be – Visiting the, the hospital and getting a little bit of surgery, which I've been waiting for for, Yay! Oh, for the longest time, as oh, you know, yeah, which I, no, I don't mate. talk oh. about on the podcast too much, but uh, it's nothing too serious. I'll get it done. should be pretty straightforward and I'll be in and out within a couple of days and then uh, recovering and then I'll be able to eat a good meal hopefully afterwards, which is mm. good news. So I'm happy. I'm fucking nervous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. I'm going to be asleep. I'll be sleeping. I'll be sleeping. And then when I wake up, hopefully I'll get a bit of oxygen and some free drugs. So it's maybe swings com- and roundabouts. Maybe you know? some complimentary Tim Tams. See if the hospital can give you some complimentary Tim Tams. <laughs> on the NHS? <laughs> yep. I can't even get through to them on a fucking telephone. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get a complimentary Tim Tam. No, a whole pack of Tim Tam, not a Tim Tam. You probably won't be able to eat too much as you as you wake up anyway. Yeah, I'll be recovering. I'll probably be editing this this bloody episode. Editing yes. that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wake up, I'll be like, oh, I've got to get that intro sorted. It'll be the first thing I think of. But yeah, it's good yeah. news, mate. So uh, good luck, nervous mate. but excited, and it'll please, be good. Please, please let me and like every you know, there's a fair few people. Let us know. That you're okay. I will let you know. I'm not doing this podcast on my own, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they somehow s- cut your vocal cords instead of your intestines, <laughs> that's horrible. I should have. That, that's that's, really, that's your dream, isn't it? <laughs> no, please, Joe. No, your voice is great, mate. What are you talking about? My voice is a bit. We should get Albert should come back at some point, though. Do some do another. Uh, rando app maybe uh maybe you should fill in for me when i'm recovering maybe you guys should record an episode <laughs> and, and call it 
movies we're going to dedicate to Dan because Dan's the best episode. Oh. episode <laughs> that would be. That's actually, what would we choose? We've done Mad Max. <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh no, have you guys reviewed RoboCop? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. we did it on our mm. uh, episode movies to watch drunk, maybe. What a shame. We'll do an outdoor cinema. All of our listeners can come out <laughs> in your backyard. Ooh. Well, yeah, Sarah and I have, I bought a projector a few months ago. Oh, nice. Our plan was to do backyard cinema, but it's been really cold. So we've not done backyard cinema yet, but normal cinemas are opening. So in the regular big Yay. Big screen cinemas are opening on Monday and by the time this goes out they would have been open for a couple of weeks. And I'm very excited to go back to the cinema. I can't wait. Is there anything you want to watch in particular? There's one film that I'm not going to watch and that's Nomadland. But Black Widow, I suppose, I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What about you? That's coming out at the end of the month. Oh, mate, I've been going to the bloody cinema. I went to cinema on Friday, but we'll discuss that a little bit later. A little bit later. I was thinking about this the other day because you're you're you've been going to the cinema for like what since October or something. Yeah, October yeah. November I reckon. Yeah, and you and you must have been to the cinema about <laughs> ten, ten times, times or something. Yeah, that blows my mind. I know, and I also like I was listening. I've been listening to some podcasts who in the UK, in the US, and they talk about that stuff all the time. I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like. Yeah. Life's semi back to normal. Well, it's pretty. We're pretty much up at a hundred percent, mind you. We had a COVID case somewhere in Melbourne this week, I think, and they're like, "Oh, we won't go into full lockdown until it gets to a hundred. I'm like, "No, don't fucking wait till that long. If it gets to like twenty five or fifty, like, then we should do like a five day lockdown. Don't get, don't yeah. let it go completely out of control. We will just stuff up." what's happened last year um but yeah let's not talk about covid covid's just yeah. pissing everyone off right. at the moment it's been a blessing in certain ways but in other ways it's been uh really it's just been bloody on. inconvenient yeah no yeah i mean it's I've, been a pain in the ass yeah. and yeah also heartbreaking for people i don't want to downplay that like some mm. people genuinely had big problems i suppose we're lucky enough that it's just been a bit of a nuisance Mm. I mean, you had COVID and um, you were out of action. I did. For Thanks for reminding month. me. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Um, I mean, you know mind you. Cheer me up. Well, mind you, you know, there was, no, there was Ebola. There was bird flu like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, it would have been 10 years ago because I was at uni. There was bird flu and then there was some other, other thing. And I got one of those. And I had to like isolate for like a couple of days oh, right. in my room. And the week that I got it was when I had exams for uni. And I was just like, I was freaking out thinking, oh no, I can't, you know, I can't do my exams. And luckily our exams are only 10% of, they were 10% of our mark. But yeah, I called them up and I was like, oh, I can't come in because X, Y, Z. And like, yeah, that's all good. And I had to do all my exams in one day. Bit annoying, but yeah. I just had to take a bunch of painkillers and isolate for a little bit. Not, not, uh, this is like, this is nothing, not as bad compared to what's currently going on. But I had to do mental health training the past two weeks because of um, disability. Well, I didn't have to do it, but I, it's a good good skill to have 
when noticing when people are down and going out and reaching out and having a chat to them and giving them support to go out and, you know, see a GP and whatnot. So that was kind of interesting the past fortnight. How do you know how do how do you know what to look out for? Oh, you just notice change of patterns and how they're you know, if they're not uh, doing their regular things like going out or, you know, being really antisocial or the way that they, they look as well, if they're just wearing the same clothes every day and they just don't want to, they just don't care about their appearance, which, mind you, I, I, I do that every time I see you, mate. I'm just like, oh, Dad doesn't care. He's <laughs> <laughs> Like when I wake up this morning, mum's like, you're going to do your hair? I'm like, oh, it's only dad. He's he, he's seen me with messy hair before. It's fine. Very exciting thing I got to do is swing dancing. I've been dying to do swing dancing. And it was like rotating with different partners, swing dancing. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that's this? the good one. When you're rotating with different partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing and you're like around. linking arms, are you? Like, you know how it works. It was good because I thought, like, I rocked up and I was like, oh, do we get partnered up with someone? And we were stuck with them for the whole thing because obviously COVID. And they're like, no, well, it's up to you. If you want to rotate, you can. I was like, oh, sweet. And it was good because there's a few faces that I um, I recognise from when I, I only was doing swing dancing here for a couple of months. I used to do it in the UK for like, I was doing it for five months straight. I used to go every weekend and go to socials and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's a great way to meet people, I say. Fingers crossed socials end up happening. I can't imagine a worse sentence than... I want socials to happen. Yeah. To me, that sounds horrible. Social, social dancing. I love it. I, I try to get my sister-in-law to come with me one time. She, we went to a wedding last year and in between was the St. Kilda festival and swing patrol were at the festival. What's swing patrol? So swing patrol is a, or, uh, like a swing <laughs> a swing dance group or like where you can learn classes and they, they do socials as well. So they were doing a couple of performances at the festival and then there was a point where you could just come up and just dance with someone. And I noticed one of the um, the teachers didn't have a partner, so I literally gave her all my stuff. She's never seen me dance before and we just was dancing for the one song and then we had a quick chat afterwards She's like, I'm not coming with you. You're too good. I'm like, I'm not that good. I've only been doing it for a few months. Like that's, you know, if you have a good lead, then you know how to, you know, exactly kind of what he's indicating or he or she, because uh, it doesn't matter who um, who is leading, can tell you like what move, what's the next move. So, oh, they're going to put you into rotation or swing out or bring you back in. Anyway, I'm boring yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fascinating. I don't know anything about dance and like the, to, the notion of you, there's someone sort of is making all the decisions, but somehow communicating that to someone else and like it's the just body, body language. Yeah, I, I suppose you've got to be quite connected. But yeah. that's to me why it sounds like it. I would not only be terrible at it, but I would have a real hard time of it because I just I wouldn't have a clue. Like, what, what do you like? 
I would be like, well, what does this mean? All that <laughs> stuff. Like, um, I feel like. I know Just with you as well, you're not very clear instructions. You you also uh you don't like I guess touching people that you don't know. So that might be if you if it was you no. and Sarah, I think you would be quite comfortable. Would you would you come with me? Would you and Sarah come to a class and then you could just be no. like, Oh, you know, because of COVID, we're just gonna dance together. No. <laughs> no. no. Oh. You, I, I would not go to a dance class in a million years. Really? Would Sarah do it? <laughs> would she be interested? I I can't imagine. Maybe, maybe she's like she's into fitness and stuff yeah she's more likely than i am put it that mm. way um but i don't know i, I think there's Sarah, places you in it this is your invitation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel like there is oh, places in here knocking the mic knocking the mic i feel like i think there are places where she lives i'm pretty i'm pretty sure there's some sort of classes out that way yeah yeah it's not the fucking it's not we're not we don't live in villages <laughs> i know what have you been watching, mate? I watched... Actually, I'm going to start with a show. I watched a show. It's just dropped on Netflix. Uh, again, a couple of weeks ago, if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Jupiter's Legacy. It's based on a, a comic book. And I knew they were, that they were making this, but I completely forgot about it. And then I just said... I, I actually downloaded a podcast and they reviewed it. And I was like, oh, shit, Jupiter's Legacy's out. So I, I watched oh. that. I managed to binge a few episodes on Tuesday night. And I stayed up way too late, and I was proper tired on Wednesday. Oh, um, but then I, f- I finished it off uh, last night, and I quite enjoyed it. Some of it didn't make that much sense, I'll be honest. But it started off well. It was different enough. It was pretty intriguing. It was different enough from from the comic, uh, and it expanded on certain things in the comic. Is it English based? It's American. It has Americans in it. It has Josh Dumel's Dumal's Dumel Dumal's has that dude in it, who I thought was Timothy Oliphant for the longest time. For about four episodes, I thought it was Timmy Ol- Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, cool. Uh, but it weren't. It was just Josh Dumel in a massive beard. Oh, look it up. But I liked it. I thought it was quite good. Hmm. I thought it was quite good. The ending wasn't brilliant. It was like a seven out of ten show. Not not quite as good as The Boys or seasons one and two i've just started watching the boys this week oh really well yeah season one or two season one because i i watched i watched it i think i watched season and a couple of episodes of season one a few years back and i i didn't go back to it and i was like no i need i need to watch this series because I've heard how good it is. I mean, even the first few episodes are pretty it's good. So, so good. Yeah. So, and it's different. I think the second season is even of, better. Yeah, I heard that. So I'll, I'll give it a watch yeah. and let you know what I thought about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's proper good. It's uh, it's proper dark. Oh, mate, I'm intrigued to know what you think of it. Um, what's what that noise? Have you got a grandfather clock? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the office. I'm recording in a different different place this week. Yeah, that's a good I'm in the office <laughs> this afternoon. I'm in the East Wing. Yeah, what else have you been watching? Uh, I watched Independence Day Resurgence. Dog shit. <laughs> I don't know why I bothered. I've seen it before. I haven't. And it was terrible. It's the new, is that the new... Is that the recent one with um, Liam Hemsworth? 
Yeah. So Independence Day. Oh, I yeah, fell asleep in that film. I went to the cinema and watched that. Yeah. My mates. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep. I was so exhausted. It's not good. It's shit. <laughs> it's. It's it's not good, man. It's not good. It's it's a weird one because like there's some good ideas in it as well, mm. and like I, I enjoyed the first Independence Day film. I went to see that four times at the cinema when oh, I was bless. a young teenage boy, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I watched it recently, and I still enjoyed it. And then after I watched the first Independence Day recently, I decided oh, I'll watch Independence Day Resurgence. Mm. And yeah, it was rubbish. It was terrible. I thought I'd just give it another try. I thought I'd reappraise it. But yeah, it was just as crap as the second time round, and I'll never watch it again. Awful. Have you have you watched much, or you've been too bu- too busy? Um, well, surprisingly, like TV shows are really easy for me to watch during the week. So I've watched more TV than film. A new series, or limited series, I guess you would say, that came out on Netflix was The Sons, The Son of Sam, which is a criminal base. It's about these shootings that a were true happening. True crime thing. Yeah, that were happening in New York in the seventies, and they were trying to figure out who who was killing all these people. I would have cut it down. It shouldn't have been four eps. It should have been either two or three. I was intrigued by it because I've watched Mindhunter, which is a great TV series. The first season especially yeah, is great. Yeah, good. And uh, um, second, I think they're either shooting the third season or it's about to come out on Netflix. Um, Mindhunter's been cancelled. Has it? I thought third season yeah. they were like thinking there was like some, or maybe it's just like a bit of a, just a grab. I have saw posts recently that they're like, "Oh, there, there seems to be a third season now." I don't know. We'll have to maybe do a oh, bit more research. Because okay. like last the, time I heard it was cancelled, but that was that was a while ago now. So yeah. there might be a new update because there did seem to be an uproar. Like a lot of people seem to rate that show, so mm. it seems silly to not make another series. Because the second like a season was a bit watch it. Yeah. First season is fantastic and how they end first season is just like... Yeah. If anyone wants to watch, is into crime, uh, serial killer series, watch that. That's really good. But Sons of Sam, it was okay. I I don't think I would re-watch it. Yeah. it was, I was watching it while I was working at home. So it was a perfect thing to put on in the background while you're doing work, but not so much to okay. put, you know, put your mind to it. Not much to mine. Not yeah. like the staircase killer. No, I haven't seen that. That's apparently good, isn't it? Yeah. That's fascinating, that story, Mm. mate, yeah. Cool. Um, Because we're doing coming-of-age films this week. I watched a TV series on Prime called Wayne. So funny. So good. It's about this um, Dirty Harry kid who just does not give a absolute shit about anyone. And his dad's not well. And he ends up dying in the first episode. He's got cancer. And his mum lives in Florida. And she's got, there's this car um, that was her dad's. That, and he's like, when you know, when I die, that's yours, mate. And uh, he meets a girl named Dell in his neighbourhood. And they decide to run away and travel all the way to Florida to get this car. And the fucking shit that happens in this series is just hilarious. And they, they ha- there's a bit of a cliffhanger on this show, so I'm really intrigued to watch 
the next series when it comes out. So that's good. Highly recommend on yeah. Prime. So I think that we should move on to section two, uh, which is the coming of age bit. And uh, this was my choice of theme. So mm-hmm. that means that I had to do the topic intro and I was struggling a little bit. I was looking around on the internet and I was trying to think of quizzes. Sometimes I write the questions, sometimes I steal the questions. Uh, yeah. But this time I found a quiz. It's one of them things that we do where what thing are you? And uh, oh, no. this time I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going <laughs> to answer them as honestly as you can. All right. And we're going to find out which 80s teen movie character you are. Oh, that's all right. Thank God. Good. I'm happy with that quiz. Hit me. Okay, cool. Um, I've done the quiz, so I've got my answer, and maybe we'll talk about that after. Um, So here we go then. So which 80s teen movie character are you? I think there is about eight or ten questions, something like that. So I've got to... Focus them. on words. <laughs> Glasses right, on. question number one. Yeah. How do you like to spend your Friday nights? Possible answers. Sneaking into a bar through the bathroom window, hanging out in the parking lot of the local pizza space with a few buddies, grabbing a milkshake with a group of friends, in bed watching TV in the dark, taking a walk in the woods with your significant other, dancing the night away, at the all ages club <laughs> one to six pick Sorry. one to six number one sounds like a bit of fun but no i'll say number two okay what's the best way to get out of running laps in pe hide a handful of oatmeal in your pocket and use it as fake vomit say you forgot your pe clothes at home tell your teacher you're having a bad day and hope they pity you Show the quality doctor no, doctor's note your friend forged for you. Hide in your car for an hour. Try to negotiate a deal with your teacher. Say I forgot my uniform, number two. Um, I reckon I've done that before. How did you remember that was number two? I, I've forgotten the words as soon as they came out of my mouth. <laughs> I've got a good memory, mate. I've got a really weird memory. Oh, there goes the grandfather clock. Oh, here we go. Um, uh, this is a visual question, so I'm going to have to describe these. If you could choose okay. one thing to keep wearing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And the options are Ray-Ban sunglasses, a Hawaiian shirt, flower crown, sports jersey, rhinestone brooch, or converse chucks. What was the first one? Ray-Ban sunglasses. Ray-Bans. I'm going to say converse. You, oh, okay. Yeah, converse shoes. I definitely didn't click right ban <laughs> Go back, go back. No, no, it's fine. Ray bands are good. We're in the future already. <laughs> You're on a date and things are not going well. How do you handle it? I've <laughs> never been in this situation. Uh, <laughs> set a phone alarm beforehand just in case. When it goes off, fake an emergency and ditch them. Ask for the check and pretend to go to the bathroom, but leave out of the back door. Or in a bear it, it'll all be over soon and you'll never have to see them again. What, go out of the back door. I've always wanted to do that. Like, if it's a really bad day, you should. I should. I'll definitely do that one day. I feel like an absolute <laughs> asshole. But yeah, continue. What was the third? Depends one? if they're a complete. If they're a complete asshole, then you yeah, can do it. Fuck it. No, with no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize to the person because you feel like you ruined the date. Break it to them that things just aren't going to work out, 
or get nervous and start talking too much, making everything much, 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 much worse. I'm going to go number two. You want to go out the back door? I I wouldn't, I would probably tell them that, you know, this isn't going well and I would say, um, but let's go number two. I want to, I want to, it's probably a real asshole thing to do. You're going out the back door. (laughs) Right. Um, which artist is an essential in your 80s rock star playlist? Oh. The English Beats, The Rolling Stones, Cindy Lauper, Tin- Tears for Fears, Misfits, or Billy Idol? I'm going to go Cindy Lauper just because I've done her, I've done a bit of karaoke with her song before. Girls just want to have fun. Anyway, let's not continue that singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, please continue. <laughs> no. Next question, next question. Which word would the people at your school use to describe for you? Mm. Extraordinary, laid back, who? Neurotic, popular, annoying. Uh, Laid back. Pretty chilled, man. The school dance is coming up and the word on the street is that your crush is still dateless too. How do you make them move? Break into their locker (laughs) during passing period and set up a jack-in-a-box with a note attached asking if they'll go with you. Fuck no. I I would do that one. Definitely. Um, Just walk up and ask them out. If they say no, they're lost. I could never make a move. They don't even know I exist. Casually bring up a dancing conversation and hope they ask you. Tell them you're going together. How could they possibly turn down someone like you? Or practice in front of the mirror, but blurt it out the next time you see them. Do I know this person, though? Are they like? Are we friends with each other? Yeah. No, we, are. we are. Yeah, they're going to ask you to school dance. They're going to ask at least me. Know I'm going to ask them. I know of them. I feel like if it's someone that, you know, we don't really talk very much, I definitely wouldn't approach them. I'd fucking get over it. School dances. I'll go I with think it's the jack-in-the-box, isn't it? <laughs> go on. Put put the jack-in-the-box. They'll probably think I'm some creep. It's funny. As you're yeah, like, as a teenager, already. as a teenager or a kid, if you did that, that seems like a really sweet thing. But if you do that as an adult, you sound like an absolute creep for doing that. Well, if you put a note on a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, and be like, <laughs> come on a date with me. Yeah. It so. depends on the context, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. If someone put a note on a jack in a box and left it like outside my house, I'd just think this is fucking genius. <laughs> who came up really? with this idea? Yeah, who what writes they... on jack in a boxes? What is a jack in a box? Like the things that go doo 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 and they go And they just pop out, yeah, like bang, they pop out the box. <laughs> that would be I'll glitter bombs. Glitter bombs. You would fucking hate that. I'd fucking hate a glitter bomb, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, question. Your favourite band is in town and your BFF snagged two tickets, but you're grounded. How do you make it happen? Oh, Say yes. you'll be studying at a friend's house and record voice clips for your friend to play over the phone if your parents call. Just tell your parents you're going. You've, you're already grounded, so what else can they do? Sneak out after your parents go to sleep. You don't. You're grounded, and that's that. Just go. You'll leave and be back before anyone even notices you were gone. Tell your parents you're going to the library and they believe you because you never lie to them. Sneak out sounds like the more realistic option. Sneak out after your parents go to sleep. Yep. 
which of these people always seems to cause you the most trouble in life? And it's loading the answers. Oh, no. Damn. Your brother and sister, teachers, annoying classmates, your parents, your friends, or bullies. Dan was not an option. Uh, I guess bullies. They give you the most trouble. The science fair is in a week. What's your project? Who needs a project when you can just pull the fire alarm the day it's due? I'm sure I'll come up with something eventually. A model of a solar system I painted myself. Ugh, don't remind me. I've been stressing about it for months. Blowing some stuff up. An aerodynamic rocket that runs on baking soda and vinegar. The last one, for sure. Chemical reactions. Yeah. Cha-ching! You just got your paycheck from working at the mall food court. What's the first thing you buy? (laughs) I'm going to have to describe the pictures to you again. Is it a fake ID, a huge pizza, a new outfit, a spa day for one? Self-defense class or a dirty magazine. Oh. What was the first option? Fake ID. No, I never needed one of those. A pizza. (laughs) Pizza. Okay, here we go. It's always about food. Congrats, you got a brand new car for your birthday. Where's the Ah. first place you're headed? Miami, 7-Eleven, back to bed, significant other's house, strip club. Miami, baby. Yeah, that's where I would go. Yeah. Last question. Thank God for that. (laughs) <laughs> How would you rate this quiz? <laughs> is it really? Is that yeah. really the quiz? Oh, brilliant. I loved it. It was pretty okay or not great. It was pretty okay. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, get your results. Another quiz is sent to your inbox. Yes, please. No, thanks. Just oh. show me the results. Just show me the results. Dude, you're totally Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, You've had some pretty bogus days in your life, but none of them keep you down. Making your friends laugh and finding out new ways to chill are your top priorities, along with pizza, duh. You don't do well with authority and would rather make your own rules in life, even if it means putting up with lame people who aren't as cool as you. Not everybody gets you, but the ones that do love you. You agree with Spicoli when... He says, all I need are some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine. Cool. I don't know who that <laughs> character is, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, some of those things resemble okay. what I would have been like as a teen. Yeah, waves. Um, I think we said waves, didn't we? Waves, yeah. My curly waves. Waves, waves are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what were so you, when I got the geek from Sixteen Candles, something I don't, I I haven't seen Aww, that. So <laughs> that's a great film. Maybe back in the day I might have enjoyed it, but I can't imagine enjoying it now. Yeah. Um, but it is Wait. a coming of age film, and and that's it our is. topic. So yeah, we decided to choose The Kings of Summer and Baby Teeth to watch. Um, I reckon Baby Teeth. Let's start with. Um, you want to start with Baby Teeth? Let's right, start with let's... some emotional shit and get with the happy stuff after. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so Baby Teeth came out in 2019. It was directed by Shannon Murphy. It was 118 minutes long. This was on your list of three, mm-hmm. and I choose it, chose it from your three. The synopsis on Letterboxd reads, A terminally ill teen upsets her parents when she falls in love with a small-time drug dealer. It stars Eliza Scanlon. As Miller, right. Ben Mendelsohn as Henry, Essie Davis as Anna, and Toby Wallace as Moses. 
What did I... you think of this film? I'm really intrigued to... And if... Yeah, I want to hear what you thought. Well, um... I'd like. I'll, I'm going to try and start with a positive. So yeah. Ben Mendelsohn is great in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked actually the two adult main characters in it. I thought they were really good, and that that sort of family dynamic. I thought it was interesting the relationship with drugs that every main character had. Yeah, that was fascinating. Um, Eliza Scanlon was brilliant as Miller. Yeah. But I was pretty bored by this film. Were you? Wow. Do you know what? That's I, fine. I, 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 I was watching it and then mm. I was clicked a button. I was, I was like, oh, how long's how far has gone? And like, it must be, must only be half hour or so left. And it was only 40 minutes into the film. And I was like, oh, there's still an hour and a quarter to go. And I was really just quite bored by it. I feel like it was too long. And the dancing scenes particularly felt very dragged out for me. I love she the dancing scenes. She danced an awful lot. Your, your grandfather clock's going again. Oh, yeah, actually, we should wait till this goes off because it's going to be nine dings in a sec. Oh, it's all right. We'll just we'll record <laughs> We one can nine record dings. over it. <laughs> um, Bang. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was pretty bored by it there were things mm-hmm. about it that i thought were pretty good but i just overall no nah, i it, there were things that i appreciated but i just couldn't get into it i couldn't get into it i don't know what else to say mate um you you're obviously chose no. this film yeah i'm a horrible person <laughs> no you're not no i was um well this is a very personal film for me i hope i don't get upset um reviewing this film I remember watching this in the cinema. Uh, this was the first film that I watched as COVID. Uh, we were allowed to go to the cinema last year. Um, and about a month or two beforehand, someone uh, with cancer had passed away. And I didn't properly vent it out until I watched this film. And like the last three things that happen at the end of the film. So it's Miller's birthday and she there's a lovely performance between her and her mum. Her mum's playing the piano. I I cried because just like the focus on certain characters, like her dad or um her boyfriend Moses. The next um scene that I really got emotional, you know, her mum and dad are ha- having a bit of a chat in the kitchen it's like oh you know you know maybe they they had sex or whatever Uh, maybe I should go knock on their door you know and just get a bit of water and then Moses comes out and you can instant like I instantly knew that something has happened like her she's passed away her mum's like oh you know I'll create a few snacks like she didn't have to wake up in the middle night for morphine that's great walks in and she comes back out and she's like, and he said, oh, you know, he, she was dead already when I woke up and she like loses it completely. And he's, he smokes throughout the film and, you know, there's this in joke between her mum and him like, you have to go outside when you smoke. And he was half smoking inside. And when she comes back and she just loses it, he's like, you, you know, you got to say goodbye to her. And that that scene, I was just 
bawling my eyes out. And I'm glad that they didn't finish it off. They didn't finish the film on that scene. Originally, they had an alternative ending that it was um, Moses. I think Moses wasn't living at the house, but he would come often and he became part of this family. And that's how the the initial ending was supposed to be. And that I really liked the ending of this film. So it goes back to a different day that Miller was alive. They had a beach date. She has a photo with Moses and his brother. Her dad wants to take another photo and she's just had enough. And she's like, oh, dad, I'll take your photo. And he's like, no, no, you're telling her how to use the camera. And then she goes, oh, can you make sure you take care of Moses for me? And he's like, yep. And he's trying not to show that he's upset and try not to cry in front of her. And she says her last line is like, I'm looking forward to looking being part of the sky one day and she moves the her camera to the sky and the final scene is that it ends on the beach and you're just seeing the waves as the credits come through I didn't cry yes I was, I was like I thought I was gonna cry reviewing this film but I didn't um yeah. and the score in that scene every time I listen to it I'm like instantly in tears because it's like so emotional and I've lost I've had a fair few people in my lifetime that have passed away due to cancer and just seeing and this film throughout it also talks about you know what happens when Miller's gone like this fam- uh, the, this parent relationship that they have is a little bit unstable in a way like maybe they're, they're together purely because Miller's there what are, what other th- I feel oh, okay. like I've rambled a fair bit with with this movie I'm glad that it didn't end on her death. Mm. Um, I for I was pretty disconnected from it the whole way through. Yeah, but that final scene on the beach, I, I thought, was thought was surprisingly emotional. Mm. Um, and I think the main reason is because of the performances. And particularly of, of Ben Mendelssohn's reaction of, of when you were just saying yeah. that when she said, I'll take care of Moses. And I, I didn't care for Moses's character. I suppose like he kind of came good at the end, obviously being there for, for the mother and stuff and sort of consoling her. And I don't know. What can I say? I didn't I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, That's all right, mate. Um, did you notice her looking at the camera every so often? What do you think of that? No, I didn't notice that either, mate. (laughs) I think definitely, I'll be honest with you, I think definitely my my attention definitely diverted. Uh, Just like when after, I think about minute four of dancing, I was like, oh, I need to see what's happening on Instagram. Oh, that's a shame. But it was just dragged for me. Screen Vomit also said that they probably could have cut half an hour of this film down. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So okay. maybe that's your thought as well. What do you think of, like, the side characters? So Toby, who lives across the road, she kind of has, like, a, a little bit of a vibe with her dad mm. and then her mum uh, and the, the music teacher, they either used to they've go out history. together. Yeah, they've got some sort of history, whether they've just performed and he's always been in love with her but obviously married. Yeah. Henry instead. 
I it was I thought that they were out of place. Honestly, I thought that those mm. characters were quite, quite jarring, um, and I thought it was weird because they were sort of peppered throughout the film, and they had their own individual interactions. And then you mentioned the birthday party scene, and it and felt like there. <laughs> during that scene, they all of a sudden just came together. Yeah, they'd yeah. never like I'd never seen them interact before, and then all of a sudden everyone's there together, and I just thought that was a bit odd. I don't, I don't know mm. if didn't flow very well for me or whatever or, or possibly maybe it was because i was on instagram looking at metal figurines of robocop with um screen mama they're like you could almost get rid of you could almost remove those characters but then yeah i would yeah. agree with that like i i was i i wouldn't yes i think you, i would like to have seen this to be a, a, about a 90 minute film maybe hour 45 mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, let's start to think about wrapping it up then. So, I I mean, I have got an initial score mm-hmm. that I gave it as soon as I watched it, and I've sort of thought about it a little bit more, and I've changed a little bit, not much. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go <laughs> first, or should I go first with the you score? You go first, Meg. Initially, it was a five. Okay, but the more I thought about it. I did really think the performances were pretty fucking incredible. Mm. So I'm going to give it another point for that reason. Uh, I'm going to give it a six. It just weren't for me. It was a bit too emotional. It was a bit too prolonged in places for mm-hmm. me. And I was, I, I just kept keep saying I was a bit bored by it. Uh, it probably says more about me than the film. Um, just n- not my bag. What yeah. about you friend? I've watched this about three or four times now. Yeah. I would I would give this a nine, almost a nine and a half, because performances are fantastic. I watched it a few nights ago and I still get I still get tears watching this film. And that's part of like part of filming like if I don't have any sort of emotional connection or, you know, the acting's not great, then I'm obviously gonna give it a, a horrible score. But the yeah, the emotional connection to this film it's got a high score for me. Cool. Should we move on to The Kings of Summer then? Yeah. So The Kings of Summer was in my three. You chose it from my three. It came out in 2013. It's 93 minutes long. It's directed by Jordan Vogt Roberts. I don't really know how you pronounce mm. that. The tagline is, why live when you can rule? And a synopsis reads, Joe Toy, on the verge of adolescence, finds himself increasingly frustrated by his single father. Frank's attempts to manage his life. Declaring his freedom once and for all, he escapes to a clearing in the woods with his best friend Patrick and a strange kid named Biagio. He announces <laughs> that they are going to build a house there free from responsibility and their parents. Once their makeshift abode is finished, the three young men find themselves masters of their own destiny alone in the woods. It stars Nick Robinson as Joe Toy, Gabriel Basso as Patrick Keenan, Moses, Moises, Arias as Biagio, Nick Offerman as Frank Toy. Uh, Thomas Middleditch is in there as well as Kamel Nanjiani. Budget was 1.5 million US dollars. Box office was 1.4 million US dollars, which is an absolute crime. A nice and brisk 95 minutes long, <laughs> not saying anything. Yeah, Kings of Summer. Sarah introduced me to this film last year, towards the end of summer. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I had a great time with it. It made me laugh a huge amount. I laughed so much in this film. Like the adult characters were great. The teenage characters were great. 
Biagio particularly, I think <laughs> oh, might be my favourite so character. He's so funny. Yeah, agreed. He's so good. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, the shit that that kid did was so good. And he's uh, he's dancing when they're playing drums on a pipe and doing yeah. just summer, kids' summer stuff. And it's just fun. And I don't know, it just puts you in that kind of teenage zone, I think, when you watch yeah. this. I can't help but just think of being a teenager. And I thought it did a really good job as well of showing how irritating the parent characters are through a teenager's eyes, uh, particularly with with Patrick's parents. Oh, my like, God, those yeah. two were... <laughs> They're like, take a tomato. And uh, talking about Will Smith and Jim Henson's leg. <laughs> Yeah. When the, when they're doing some gardening in the in the front, they're like, "Oh, you're wearing the blue shirt with the pocket," and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> whoa! No. And he was like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Easy on the side, buddy. <laughs> oh wait, there must be a girl around. Is there a Let's girl around oh, here? Is there a girl? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. All oh, those two, and the knocking, the knocking that his dad would do. Should be a stud there. Yeah, I, I know, but I really enjoyed Biagio's character. I really enjoyed how they portrayed the parents. But I think, honestly, my favourite is is Frank, Joe's Joe's his, dad. Joe's I thought dad. he was brilliant. There's a, there's a particular clip that made me really crease up the first time I watched it. And I've got it mm. on in the background now, and I can just see his face delivering a dry line. It's on mute, but I know it's a fucking dry as fuck <laughs> line that he's delivering. <laughs> what and is it? It just makes me die. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insert a clip. Right, so okay, I'm going to cool. do a thing now. I'm going to say, I'm going to insert a clip now. The problem with Joseph's habit is that one day there will be an actual emergency or violent crime coming from this house. Yeah, well, the night is still young. Uh, Mr. Toy, are you familiar with the boy who cried wolf? Yes, I experienced a childhood on the planet Earth, so yes, I've heard of that one. Do you think you can apply it to my situation in an allegorical fashion? Okay, it's a... Uh... A story that involves a boy who constantly cries wolf. Stop. And when the wolf finally comes, he doesn't sorry, know the, it. The boy who cried what? Wolf. Fuck you. Let's the boy go. who cried what? Stop talking. Wolf. Get the fuck off my porch before I knock your dick in the dirt. Come on, let's I go. see what the problem was. Um, and it was just a, an all-round fun time. And I think it's going to be one that I can watch quite a lot. You mentioned the score earlier. I re- I enjoyed the score, not so much the soundtrack, but the score was really good. Mm. It was quite and they play that and sort of yeah. You're talking about uh, Dimaggio dancing on this pipe, and it's the two other boys, Patrick and Joe, um, with like massive sticks or logs, you know, doing a, a drumming track. And yeah, Dimaggio is just doing all this funky yeah. dancing, and that track plays out throughout the film. It's certain bits. Yeah, it was um, really cool. Which was really smart. It was really cool. Really if, to me, it feels it. like it's just a. Uh, I don't love Stand By Me. I've not seen it for ages, mm-hmm. but I've just avoided it for so many years because I just remember it being a little bit depressing. depressing. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of the. It's very. It's sort of Stand By Me esque. Mm-hmm. It's very much like Stand By Me, but it's a, a more uplifting version. I, I, I think. thought that too. Uh, That's good. It might become one of my favourite comedies. I think if I have a few more watches. Mm-hmm. I mean. J- Joe gets a bit of ahead of himself with a situation with um, a young woman that he's attracted to, and he becomes a bit of a, a dickhead. But he did receive, he did re- sort of redeem himself with the snake, and um, 
sort of got over it by the end of the film. It was shot in Cleveland. Apparently, there was a bit of a spoiler. Not, I didn't notice. Ohio, but I, uh, oh, Ohio. Is that Cleveland? Is that in, might be. Maybe in it's Ohio. in Ohio. I don't know. American states. <laughs> uh, Cle- if only there was a way to find out. <laughs> Googling it now. Cleveland. Cleveland. Apparently, well, this is IMDb, so I don't know if this is. Yeah, it's in the state of Ohio. There you go. Ding ding. Apparently, Joe is wearing a T-shirt. At the hospital scene, that has Cle- is a Cleveland T-shirt, which kind of spoils where the movie was shot or where the movie is based. And um, they had really they had- uh, great location, though. Yeah, have you been? No, I'd love to though. It looked it looked incredible. So I really enjoyed this film. I'm going to give it an eight point five out of ten. You know what? I'm going to give it an eight out of ten for my first watch. But I reckon it's gonna it's gonna go up from there. I'm gonna buy this film. That's how much I enjoyed it, and recommend it to. Really? I would I would watch this with my family. I I would hope they would like this film. I think it's yeah. great. It's one of those films you could probably watch with the family. I, and I think I'm the same. Like I probably I think I gave it a four out of five first time I watched this. So which would equate to like an eight. Yeah. And it just went up a little bit more because I was able to watch it again. And I think I could easily watch it again not in a not-too-distant future. Cool. I, I thought you that you would enjoy this one, mate. I must admit, I, when I watched it last year, I did watch it. And I think I mentioned it on a podcast, on a, a episode that we recorded at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did think at the time, yeah, I think you might, might enjoy this one. But yeah, Sweet. cool. We did it. So, coming-of-age movies are done um and now we've got to do is announce the topic for the next episode and uh because coming of age picks was was my idea it's back to you for the topic choice so what what's uh what's happening well i'm actually not choosing the films next week we've uh we've got a special guest on foodie from food films uh is coming on to yes we don't know what the doing if they're going to choose a topic for us or if they are just going to choose films that they really want us to review. So stay tuned for next week to listen to what Foodie has for us. Well, we do know because we've already recorded that episode. The guys, the people listening don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I ruin the illusion? You fucked it up. We recorded that episode last week. Yeah, we did. We banked that one. And thank God it couldn't come at a a better time. Um, Now, you know, that we know what the topic is for next week, I should tell you guys my lovely review on Avalanche Sharks for Stitch Up. I'm a virgin to the world of Avalanche Sharks, mate. So, um, what a treat it was. How was it? So this glorious film, oh, it came out in 2014. Uh, Scott Wheeler uh, was the director on this film. Tagline is, beware of frost bites. It's a very smart tagline. And the synopsis is, a group of skiers are terrorised during spring break by some sharks that swim through the snow. Avalanche Sharks tells the story of a bikini contest. Oh, okay. That turns into a horrifying <laughs> affair when it hits by a shark avalanche. I didn't know it was a p- bikini contest, probably because I zoned out so many times in this film. I was telling you that I just finished it off before we started because I fell asleep watching it. 
God, it was that good. Yeah, was it? it was fantastic. Ten out of ten film, guys. <laughs> Would recommend it if you. It's on Tubi. If anyone <laughs> wants to go watch it, fucking shit house. It was. It went for an. I think it <laughs> I goes for an hour. Sure. Shit house. Oh, yeah. is that Aussie? Yeah, it's that, fucking couldn't Aussie? be more Aussie, oh, there mate. You go. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be more Aussie. <laughs> shit house. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing it to the it UK. Was, Fucking so shit. The first scene, right? <laughs> Good. I'm so happy. You fucking loved Double Dragon the other week. And I was so disappointed. Oh, Double Dragon was great. Would recommend Double Dragon. Um, like, the, you know, I think you were talking about, uh, what's the, what was the, I think it must have been the last film you review, You had to review on Stitch Up. The, oh, what was it called? Anyway, the, this this film had too many cuts, like too many frames. Oh yeah, the Pacific first scene, Rim too. I kid, I kid, Pacific Rim Two. That's right. So this this film, the first scene or the first like three shots, right, is literally this the snow car opening and closing the door and driving off. There is four shots of him opening, closing, and about to draw, drive off, like. You need one shot for that, mate. There's no need to cut that scene that many times. So ridiculous. Also, half like I think it's like at nine minutes or maybe twenty minutes, they have this long gap, like you know, between scenes. You'll show like a scenic view of the ski lawn, uh, ski resort. It went for in a minute and a half, and they use four. They use nine different bits of background scenery for that shot you only need one or two of those things it was just like them cleaning up the snow that's all it was showing in that minute and a half way too fucking long i mean this film goes for 83 minutes so maybe they're trying trying to put as much content they were just in it as they could yeah bunch of filler shots like fucking so shit so the film this glorious film that dan is excited to watch someday when he's had a couple of wines, maybe maybe watch it after this pod. I'm never if, watching Avalon. If you want, <laughs> the dialogue was fucking revolting. They mentioned like you know guys hooking up constantly, like yeah, or this you know my mate's gone missing. Oh, he's probably having sex with some chick. Like that line comes up is like half of the dialogue in this film. Anyway, they go. You know, a bunch of teens up there for spring break and there's these sharks that are in the snow. The last two minutes of this film, you find out the reason why these sharks come out or what, how they come out is there's these crosses that are, like, on the ground so they suddenly come out of the wilderness and can't start killing uh, people just because of that. And they, there's this Japanese tourist that is there. And she skis, she goes up to, it's the first time she's skiing. She comes down and then she finds this area where these crosses are and then she pulls them up and sticks them properly in the ground and all of a sudden the sharks disappear. And that's how the film ends. But throughout the film it's just killing a bunch of teenagers. And how were how were the kills? Were, were Was there lots of blood or oh, they, this, was it CGI, CGI blood in this or was film? It fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was CGI. So okay. bad. They killed so many um, 
college kids as well, which... Oh, well, that's something. We got the point. The dialogue and how long this film went for. They could have made this like kind of like... I think Sharknado is... A lot of people love that film. I have yet to watch it. I feel like you're going to be like, ooh, stretch up. Um, but a lot of people love that film. It, it could have been almost like a Sharknado film, but I'm giving it a 0.5 out of 10 because it was <laughs> 0.5. super cute. Oh, brilliant. Cheap. Brilliant. And the, oh, and the shark, the sharks are called Skookum. The Skookum are out, guys. The Skookum are out. What a fu- like! What a shit name to call sharks. Like Jaws. Like Jaws is a great shark name. Skookum. That's like, proper that- weird. <laughs> that is weird. Skookum. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it sounds horrible, mate. Yeah. Well done. Awesome. I'm glad you hated it, mate. Shall we find out who's watching the <laughs> Stitch Up film next week? You are, mate. Am I? Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so we're going to find out who lost the poll this week. Um, unfortunately, I, as we discussed earlier, this is no surprise to you. I forgot to put the poll on. Yeah. I created the template mm. and everything ready to put it on. And I didn't, I just totally forgot to put the poll on, but I have a backup plan. Um, usually in this situation, we would toss a coin or a DVD or something. Yeah. But this time we're doing a wheel of fortune. Oh so- no. <laughs> Um, I've written my name down and I've written your name down and it repeats throughout the board. Uh, and I'll show you like like that. Can you see that? Well, this is Dan at the moment. Yeah, it says Dan. Dan and Nicole, the... yeah, cool. Yeah, because I did a test run earlier. So, um, so you know that it's possible. Yeah, let's that let's it, go it, with the chest run. <laughs> so we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to see who's going to lose. So here we go. Oh, we haven't announced the films yet. So, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> So for me, you chose the Barbie Diaries, and for you, I chose How to Duck. So uh, mm. let's get to spinning. Uh. <laughs> oh, Dan is looking like, oh no. It's me, isn't it? It's fucking me. Look at your phone. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Is it seriously? Is it seriously? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. I've never oh. seen you so relieved and so happy, I don't think. I was like, it's probably going to go in turns like one time it's me, one time it's you. Oh, thank Dan, for those who didn't realise from my reaction, Dan has to watch Barbie Diaries <laughs> next. I think next. it's pretty fucking obvious. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, my well, While goodness. I'm in hospital, all I'll do is as soon as I wake up from my after my surgery, I'll, I'll watch the Barbie Diaries. Will that please you? After I've got the oxygen. Um, maybe maybe yes, it would so, be a good thing because you're high on morphine. Maybe a good thing to watch after you've just. I might have some out. interesting things to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the first time in ages, I'm getting stitched up, and I've got to watch the Barbie Diaries. Um, but we've got to announce the films for the next poll, which one of us is going to put on. Technically, it's back to you. I feel like should I do it every time? Is it easier for you? 
you know, you do all the editing and stuff. The least I could do is put the pole on. Yeah, I agree. It's the least you can do. <laughs> all right. What are you thinking, mate? Did Birdemic 2 ever come up? No. Nah. Well, it has now. I'm choosing Birdemic 2 for you. Mm, okay. Have I watched it? No, you had to watch it. I watched the first one. All right. What are you going for for me? <laughs> Movie Drone mentioned this film a few weeks ago, and it's called Lamageddon. Oh, Lamageddon. Yeah. <laughs> I might tag them in the in the post so they can definitely vote for you to watch this film. <laughs> they didn't love this film, did they? They did not. It's a... Oh, it's a, a 2.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, so it's not Out of 5, that's not bad. Horrible. That's, that's not, not bad, bad if you look at if you look at the the grid system on 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 up on Lamageddon, it's very high on the one, so it can't be that good. But some people love it. There there is a percentage that people think this is fantastic. So it might be a double dragon situation if you lose this poll. Maybe it might be a bit of fun. Who knows? Um, yeah, if you want to vote on that poll, you can do it on Instagram at Twin Peaks Pod. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Twin Peaks Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Flick.face. If you want to support the show, you can do it on slash Twin Peaks Podcast. Email the show at Twin Peaks Pod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Chikanika or Nika Creative. So, yes, um, thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far, don't forget to tune in next week to our special Foodie Films Picks episode where we're having another guest. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Bye bye. See you, Chuck Norris. <laughs> bye, Chuck. <laughs>